So the whole country's in a panic. We've been summoned to the White House, knowing that the world war is upon us. Well, he comes bursting down the stairs with his dick resting over a hanger, shouting, does this look too wrinkled to wear into Congress? <laughs> but, but that was Woodrow Wilson for you. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> the next day, we entered World War I. And the bitch of it is, I never got my iron back. <laughs> Watch the fuck, Ryan. Stop watching FDR American Badass, no one else thinks this film is as funny as you do. Anyway, spoiler warning for Ty West's 2022 film X. Also mature content warning, this episode has discussion of sex work, pornography and cucking. Fucking degenerates. to a bonus episode of The Horror of Babylon, where we are discussing Ty West's film X from 2022. I'm Ryan, and with me, as always, is Daniel. Say hi, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. So this doesn't have anything to do with our main schedule. It's not based on a book we read or anything like that. We just, we saw this movie, and, you know, we, we took the time to see it. We paid money for our tickets, so we figured we'd do a short episode, talk about it, get some content out of it. And we actually have differing opinions mm. for once, so... Yeah, that's kind of rare. Yeah, at least for, for an overall uh, yeah. book or movie. Yeah. So we're just going to do a little bit of background on this film. There's actually not a lot out there on the production of it. I kind of struggled to find information. But as I said, it was released in 2022. It's in theaters right now if you want to go see it. It's written and directed by Ty West, who did Cabin Fever 2, The House of the Devil... He did a segment from VHS, and there's something else you mentioned that you had The seen. Sacrament. The Sacrament. Which is, uh, oh, who's the Kool-Aid guy? Jim Jones? Mm-hmm. It's basically a Jim Jones movie. That sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. House of the Devil is also freaking great. It's an, like a devil exploitation movie. You know, <laughs> like, when, I, I, I forget what you call it, when they had that big, like, devil panic back in the 60s and 70s, where everyone was like, all oh, the devil worshippers are going to get our kids. Satanic Panic. Say thank you. It was in the 80s. Was that the 80s? It was the 80s. Damn. Everything to me that uh, before I was born took place in the 60s or 70s. Yeah, everything. Civil War, the Holocaust, the stock market crash, all that. The, in that 10 year time span. Everything. God, that was a terrible decade. <laughs> okay, uh, so we're going to go ahead and jump into structure and themes. Uh, something that we both mentioned like right off the bat that this was very similar to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and you know even more so than that it it's just kind of one of those tropes where a bunch of sexy young people go out to this place and and get murdered it's the best Texas Chainsaw Massacre since Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> uh, you had made a post on Twitter comparing it to the the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre if you, you want to talk about that a little bit I think the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre is trash 
Um, there's a lot of people who are defending it as stupid fun, and that is fine. If you enjoy the movie, I will not stop you from enjoying the movie. I think it is garbage, and I did. I I. It wasn't even fun for me to watch. Uh, this was fun for me to watch. Uh, there's like a uh, there's a scene in the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre where they have all these young kids coming in and they're gonna gentrify this town, and there's this black guy and he goes. Oh, there's a Civil War uh, Confederate flag up in this building. I would need to take that down. He, he goes in, and one of the characters is a survivor of a school shooting. and It's like they're shoving in all of the social commentary, but then all of these characters act horribly and are murdered horribly. So I'm sitting around going, what are you trying to get me to feel? Uh, none, of these char- none of the characters are likable. None of the characters... Uh, do anything that makes any sort of logical sense. I don't know. I don't like the movie. If you guys enjoy it, uh, feel free to come at me in the comments. I don't give a fuck. I don't think anybody's going to come at you over Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Dude, there's literal Twitter wars over it right now. People are still bitching at each other. That sounds like accounts that I would unfollow. (laughs) Uh, So back to X. And just a a little brief summary. It takes place in the 70s in Texas. (laughs) It's about a group of, not teenagers, but young people who are making a pornography, a pornographic film. And they rent, they're from, I don't know, like Austin. They're from one of the big cities. So they rent a boarding house on a farm out in the country, drive out there to produce this thing. Long story short, two creepy old people own the farm and they end up killing the kids. Murder them horribly. Murder them horribly. Um, in, in terms of, like, themes, I, I don't say there are, like, a lot of pervasive themes throughout this movie. It's not like when, you know, we, re, we read Firestarter and we're like, oh, this is about growing up and it's a coming of age and it's about puberty and it's about trusting the government and um, all this stuff. And, like, what was this movie about? I think it was just about some people getting killed. It was about sex work. It was about. It was, a, it was about Ryan. It is possible to make a good dirty movie. I agree because I've I've <laughs> seen some good dirty movies. I've seen some bad ones. If I had to say anything, it, it would be that this film was trying to humanize uh, porn stars. Uh, did it? Probably for you, it didn't work nearly as well as it probably would for someone else. But it was. Here is a group of people. This is how they have chosen to try to make a living. They have their own big dreams, but they're still murdered horribly because they're a bunch of whores. So, I don't feel like humanizing sex workers was something that needed to be done by this kind of movie. I feel like <laughs> we live in the age of OnlyFans. Like, it doesn't get more real than being a sex worker on the internet these days. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think the discourse around it is still up in the air maybe i'm just maybe i'm just more woke than those people i'm kidding uh but i got passed the other day by a pickup truck that had a sticker for their OnlyFans page on the back of it yeah i mean i feel like it's it's a pretty real like humanizing thing oh you could also look at it as it feels weird to call this a period piece but it was like it was yeah it takes place in 1979 and there's been a lot of growth since then yeah i mean obviously like porno stars were not 
I feel we're just saying weird saying the word porno. That's not something we say anymore. Yeah. <laughs> porn stars were not as accepted as they are today. And it, I feel the movie was also kind of playfully playing with that, uh, you know, that final girl, survivor has to be the good girl sort of thing. Maxine. Yeah. And it was sort of playing with those ideas, except all of these people are pornographers, so what's going to happen to them? They all get murdered horribly. Yeah, and she was kind of... Well, let's go ahead and, and jump into characters. And I've broken this up into two groups. The young people and the old people. We're going to start with our main character, Maxine, played by Mia Goth. And a lot of times in these types of movies, the the girl who ends up surviving is the nice one, the pure one, the virgin, blah, 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 all mm-hmm. those tropes. She was kind of like the most selfish, self-centered of... Maybe not out of all of them, but she, she was pretty self-centered. She, she knew what she wanted. Yeah, and she was going... And that, and that was cocaine. <laughs> cocaine and stardom. Yep. Um, Which is a, like, I will not settle for a life I don't deserve. I wouldn't say that she was a uh, bad person. She just no. has, like, a... Uh, and again, this is comparing a period piece to modern sensibilities. Uh, her morality system is, is a little bit more modern. She probably would have fit in more in the uh, 2020s than she did in the 1980s. Yeah. And I don't think she was evil. She wasn't a bad character. No, she was just self-serving. She was a selfish young person. And, you know, a lot of people in their 20s are. She had her dreams, and she she was doing what a lot of people, you mentioned OnlyFans, how do a lot of people pay their bills? How do people get their name put out there? Well, pornography is a really big one. Um, I have this uh, one uh, trans friend who even uh, told me that when they were trying to transition, the one thing that people kept suggesting to them was, well, just do porn, and that'll pay for all of your hormones and your surgeries. And it's something that's also kind of pushed onto people, especially attractive people. Yeah. In order... You hear that story all the time, the young girl who shows up at Hollywood, and you have this sleazeball that just waits by the bus stop to see the young, naive people stepping off. Oh, I got a movie you can star in, sweetie. And we it was revealed at the end of the movie, she was a runaway. She was a young preacher's daughter who ran away because she had her big dreams, and look at the crowd she fell in with. Yep. And then just a little bit on the actress Mia Goth. Um, spoiler alert, she also plays the main villain, Pearl, the old lady who commits the majority of the murders. And yeah, I didn't realize that Yeah, when uh, we watched the movie. No, I didn't know it until I was uh, working on our outline and reading the IMDb page. I'm not a huge fan of this movie, but there are some technical aspects of it that I really appreciate. One of them is Mia Goth and her performance playing the heroine and the antagonist. We're going to talk more about this when we get to Kiss Me Fat Boy, but there's a scene... The motivation for the murder is that this old lady is horny her her husband husband won't fuck her her husband can't fuck her anymore because he has a bad heart and he's afraid he's gonna die so she's coming on to these people and they don't want to have sex with her and she starts killing them she especially likes mia goth's character and there's a scene in the movie i love this scene where she strips naked and gets in bed with this young woman and so mia goth is playing herself sexually assaulting herself and two different characters it reminds me of that scene in the last Harry Potter movie where... Um, it's sexual assault in Harry Potter. <laughs> no, yeah. Come with me, Harry. 
where Hermione uh, does the potion where she looks like Bellatrix, and okay. they, they go into the they go into the bank. So it's like, uh, yeah, it was Hel- Helen Bottom Carter playing Hermione Granger, pretending to be Bellatrix Lestrange. It's like. <laughs> I uh I also really like the scene where the old lady goes to spy on them in the barn, mm-hmm. and uh you got uh, Maxine bouncing up on and down on the dude, and it like starts interposing the old lady, and you get to see the old lady bouncing and looking back. <laughs> yeah, uh, this movie isn't super scary, but there's definitely some creepy shit. So our next character is the other star of our pornographic film, which, by the way, is entitled The Farmer's Daughter. Uh, and it is... The character is Bobby Lynn, played by Brittany Snow. Uh, what were your thoughts on this character? I actually really liked her. I was like, oh, I, I really don't want to see this one die, because she's actually kind of sweet. <laughs> she She's a, a very stereotypical sort of porn star that you would put in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, want, you want one of your characters to be a porn star. She'd be written a lot like this. But she was just kind of a nice person. And yeah. she, she liked fucking with her co-star. Oh, look at you in the window acting like you did something. <laughs> oh, you ain't that good an actress, sweetie. Oh, oh my God, so go on each other. I'm pretty sure if that dude had bent me over and fucked me, I would not be pretending. There, There's that scene where it like shows... Uh, him naked from like a distance. In yeah, the dark. you can see the shadow of his cock. <laughs> it just looked like the trunk of a baby <laughs> elephant dangling between his legs. <laughs> wow. Alright, um, and then our, our third uh, female lead is Lorraine, uh, played by Ginny Ortega, aka Church Mouse. Church Mouse. Um, which we're going to talk more about her and her there, there's one big part of the movie where she plays a pivotal role uh we're gonna talk more about that in kiss me fat boy but in general uh what did you think of her she's kind of prude ish character yeah and she she featured a lot in a lot of the marketing uh a little bit of sort of a mislead hey she's probably going to be the main character last survivor type of person i think even the movie kind of almost has you feel that might be the way it goes when she gets locked in the basement maybe but like i saw like mia goth is all over the posters so i knew she was the main character i uh she i I really liked when her hand got smashed when she was trying to get out of the basement that was funny so she's gonna play uh wednesday adams in the new netflix uh adams family series (laughs) Uh, I can't wait for I can't wait for us to do a bonus episode on that for you. Oh uh, yeah, let's do that for sure. I'm a big I love the Adams family. I particularly love Wednesday Adams. I've got the Wednesday Adams body pillow. <laughs> Adult Wednesday Adams has been on my top ten waifu lists for a long time. Although apparently this series is being directed by Tim Burton, which gives me pause. Maybe if it was uh, '80s Tim Burton. Yeah, that's. That's the thing is, I, I like a lot of his older stuff and not a lot of his newer stuff. But I, I don't know if like his newer stuff is actually different or if it's nostalgia that makes me like the older stuff. She was also in the new Scream movie. Yes, yes, she was. And she was in the Jurassic Park TV series. There was a Jurassic Park TV series. It's a animated series, uh, Camp Cretaceous. It's about a, a kid's summer camp at Jurassic Park, where. Surprise, surprise, the dinosaurs get out, 
and the kids have to survive on their own. I would really like them to do a different type of Jurassic Park movie. I don't know what that would be, other than the dinosaurs got out. Well, I mean, they kind of set that up for the the newest one because Edna at the end of Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Okay, I, I, I don't care about spoilers. Okay, yeah. so uh, you you saw Jurassic World. You weren't yeah. a huge, you weren't a huge fan. Yeah, um, it was it was fine. Just so Jurassic. Uh, world fallen kingdom that that uh, the original island mm-hmm. uh is just wild uh with dinosaurs now okay surprise surprise some bad people go to the island and start shooting and tagging them and taking them back to the mainland just like lost world okay jurassic i was gonna park. say so it's just jurassic park 2 except except it ends with all of these getting loose in north america okay and i like the premise or the the conceit of the third one is that the dinosaurs have bred and they're roaming free throughout North America and, and kind of starting to take back the continent. Okay. So that's that's different. It's at least different. I will give it credit for being different. Yeah. Okay, so we should probably talk about X some more. Yeah. Um, back to the guys. Uh, Wayne. Wayne. Played, played by Martin Hernandez, who I had to point out Matthew to Daniel. Matthew McConaughey. Halfway through the movie, it's not Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> oh, can you imagine if that this was played by Matthew McConaughey. That would be so great. Um, but this guy did do a good job. Yeah, he did a good Matthew McConaughey. He had the biggest laugh in the movie, which was... Oh, feel how hard I am. <laughs> Ryan, we're talking about X. Feel how hard I am. He's very hard. He's extremely hard, everybody. Ooh. Pass me the hand sanitizer. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he was great. Uh not only we're gonna make so much fucking money <laughs> he was kind of a self-centered greedy character too but he was also kind of had like the big brother role for the group uh when this conflict comes up between rj and lorraine he kind of pulls rj aside listen bro you gotta like you gotta mellow out you gotta let the lady do what she wants to do you gotta hold on loosely you gotta you know because if you because you tell her no it's just gonna make her do it Mm -hmm. which was the truest thing i have ever heard in a horror movie yep yep for sure (laughs) and then our last two guys we have jackson with his awesome afro played by apparently the actor's name is kid cutie which i've never heard of him before but he did a great job i love that name (laughs) he was probably like the only death that i was like oh that sucks because he was like the genuinely nicest person yeah he was he was he was a good dude he didn't got to fuck a lot at least before he died he was a marine yeah uh he had that great line like i forget exactly what it was but like i love my job or like i'm cut out for this profession or yeah or something like that he's standing there in the mirror looking at his biceps and then we get to see his dick in the shadows and then we have rj who is the director cinematographer the film student uh art played by owen campbell he looked like a sexual predator i don't know if that was intentional but he looked like some dude who would be making a pornography he's the other than like i guess hot women mm-hmm. and, and, and a hot guy but he looked like a pornographer he he looked like a dude you would go to like a porno store back in the 90s early 2000s and he'd be behind the counter and be like, don't jerk off in the aisles, you know? <laughs> he'd be sitting on a sitting on a stool behind the counter with a Super Nintendo playing Super Nintendo. We had a lot of dudes that looked like this come to Anime Club. 
Yeah, we also had that uh, really sketchy uh, video store on the east side here in town. Yeah. It was by your old... The, yeah, no, I remember that yeah. one. There was a porn section in that store. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. I could see this guy working there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then our old people, we have Pearl, also played by Mia Goth, and her husband Howard, played by Steven Yer. Uh, Steven Yer. Yeah. And, and let's go ahead and talk about them as we transition into scary shit. <laughs> scary shit. Scary shit. It is time to talk about scary shit. What shit was scary? What shit was not? It is time to talk about scary shit. So I know you had different expectations for this movie. I, it, it turned out to be more of a comedy. Yeah, it was It was very funny. It, it was very leaning into the exploitation side of exploitation horror. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a sort of a running gag these days when it comes to films put out by A24, which uh, put this movie out. They put out movies like Hereditary, or uh, I don't I don't know if they put out Midsommar, but they put out these, like, what people have called elevated horror, which are these huge slow borns, <laughs> slow burns, my, my freaking speech impediment again, uh, where they focus more on character and these interpersonal dramas, and they build to this crescendo of horror towards the end. Mm-hmm. And a lot of horror fans, there's like a big divide whether these are great horror movies or they're just boring. And I was kind of expecting that because I saw A24 and I was like, how are they going to do a movie about a porno with A24 putting it out? I want to go. And it turns out it was just, it was exactly what I should have thought it was. I was expecting something more like Hereditary and I got something probably a little bit closer to Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. So, I think if I could come up with like one main complaint Mm -hmm. and it's nothing like technical it's just for me Mm -hmm. i did think the first half of this movie was got kind of boring yeah but what you're describing as like a slow burn horror like that sounds fine to me and i guess that is kind of what this is maybe just for me the quality wasn't there to, like I wasn't engaged with any of the characters yeah. in the first half of You the should movie. watch Hereditary. I <laughs> I feel like I would have had a better experience with this movie if it was at home on Netflix with the guys and some beers <laughs> rather than in a theater. I, I feel like this would have been a great if we could have gotten more guys to go with us mm-hmm. and had some popcorn and we were the only ones in the theater. Yeah. Because I would have stood right up with an erection and asked people to feel how hard I was. I have a lot of fond memories of us watching like bad horror movies. Zombievers. Zombievers. <laughs> uh, nuns with guns. Oh, that was so great. Didn't we watch like that uh, Nazi zombies in the snow? Yeah. Some? Yeah. Uh, we watched, uh, oh, uh, one of the presidents fought werewolves. FDR. FDR werewolf. American badass. American badass. Yeah. That was great. I feel like... Look at my legs. (laughs) (laughs) Little baby. (laughs) I can't even say... He would have fit in in this movie. Yeah, he would have. Look at my little sausage legs. Why did you have to give him tiny little shriveled up polio legs? Oh, why? My shriveled up little baby polio legs. (laughs) That's what it was. (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, so it, it's a personal thing. I don't think necessarily that the movie was bad. I think I just I didn't get super engaged in the first half, and then I wasn't completely satisfied with the payoffs that we got in the second half. But uh, first, talking a little bit about the early part of the movie, when they got to the farm, there was there were some points that I thought were genuinely creepy mm-hmm. that made me think this movie could turn out to be scary. Uh, first thing I really like tech-wise, cinematography and the perspective in this movie is really great. Fantastic. One of the best shots was when... Wayne goes up to the farmhouse to say, you know, we're here and ask where the the house is and blah, blah, blah. And the door opens and it shows you from inside the hallway, like looking down the hallway to the front door and open. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hard to describe if you haven't seen the movie, but it's eerie. And then they start to show you the old man and the old woman but they keep them at a distance. They keep them in the shadows. You never really see their faces. I, I was honestly expecting sort of a bigger reveal with how distance they were keeping them at first. I and, think that is part of my issue is that like they were kind of scary when they were hiding their faces and keeping them at a distance. In, in the shadows and stuff. Yeah, but then they were just kind of goofy when you actually started to get them. It, it was old people makeup. Yeah. And... Uh, it was clear to me they weren't real old people. But I was kind of like, especially when they were like, man, that's the ugliest guy I've ever seen. I was expecting it to be a lot worse, maybe. Um, one of my favorite shots was when Maxine was just like lazing in the water and it showed the alligator getting closer to her and it would cut away to people fucking and then back to the alligator. The other two I was going to mention was, was the alligator. Yeah. Uh, specifically two shots. One, that aerial shot. Yeah, the aerial shot uh, overhead of the alligator swimming toward her and also the shot where she's in the lake and she's like doing that like 360 panorama. Oh, of the yeah. Lake. And the other one that I thought was kind of creepy was where it showed the old lady at the edge of the lake and you just kind of see her off in the distance behind Maxine. I also really liked this film's open because it opens with police showing up to the crime scene and they got bodies under tarps and you see like where uh, guns and axes are. So you kind of have an idea of what's going to happen but you don't know whose bodies are where because they're not showing that. And it kind of builds up, well, what the heck happened here? It's like what the cops said at the end of the movie. Like, well, how the fuck should I know? And then we get to see it. So dis- despite like all of this great establishing stuff in the beginning, it turns out that it's not really a scary movie at all. <laughs> but, I mean, if you've seen it, obviously that's not really the intent. I don't think they were going the, out to, to scare the pants off of anybody. There, there's a couple things in here that I think work tour-wise, but overall I would say that this is more fun to watch than it is it's not it doesn't get it didn't give me nightmares the only thing that came close to scaring me at all was the alligator and it wasn't nearly graphic enough to really be scary i think i was more freaked out when it was showing maxine and the alligator getting closer than when the alligator killed someone that was the scariest part and then when he actually the alligator killed bobby lynn i thought that that payoff wasn't good enough because they were teasing the alligator the whole movie. Yeah. I wanted something more graphic when it I honestly thought happened. that it was either going to be the last person died from the alligator, or that's how they were going to kill the old people. Yeah. Or one of the old people. Mm-hmm. I, uh, oh, speaking of Bobby Lynn, one of the best scenes in the movie, 
You know, if you held the camera up from that angle, it looked like you'd fill in the car up with his cock. <laughs> I fucking love that. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> there, there's some, some good little laughs in yeah. this movie, for sure. Um, another thing uh, was the music. Music was great. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the score. It definitely could have lent to... If, if this movie was scary, I could definitely see the, the score being a big uh, con- contributor to that. It did help with the tension. Even though it wasn't a scary movie, there were definitely tense points. Yeah. You know what? Okay, there was one scene that was... It was more gross than scary, but it definitely like made me seize up was when Wayne stepped on that nail. Yeah, that whole that whole sequence. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get tennis. I'm like, brother, you gotta go get a tennis <laughs> shot like yesterday. And I, I, I know he's a movie character, so he's not going to listen to me. And it's also in the 80s, so I guess horror tropes aren't established yet. Don't look through tiny little peepholes. Mm-hmm. Like, a gun's going to go off or a knife's going to come through. Yeah, that was real dumb. <laughs> That was, like, the most predictable thing in the whole movie. Like, don't. Oh, my God. But, I mean, I guess. And then I laughed whenever she just started burying him in hay. Like, she kills him, comes over, sticks him one more time, make sure he's dead. I'll bury him in my hay now. Starts poking him with a pitchfork. <laughs> All right, so moving on to Kiss Me, Fat Boy. shit i don't know where to start okay so the cucking the Let, cucking is the greatest part in this whole fucking movie let's go there uh so there's three three women maxine bobby lynn and lorraine mm-hmm. maxine bobby lynn are starring in the farmer's daughter with jackson mm-hmm. uh and lorraine is rj's girlfriend she's just there to kind of hold the boom mic and help with the production and blah 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 get, get hit with the cleanup towel it's the very first sex scene they film, it it cuts to Lorraine several times where she's holding the boom and it, she's obviously turned on. Mm-hmm. So it was very like, okay, she's going to want to be in the movie. Gets to the scene. She asks to be in the movie. RJ freaks after being like, you know, the whole time. The, the best part about that scene is she's asking these like little probing questions. Mm-hmm. And I, I could see where it was going, but I was sitting there like, oh, dude, don't fall for her trap. It's pretty obvious. Because she's like, because uh, Maxine is in a sort of a relationship with uh, Wayne, right? Yep. And she's like, well, how can you be in a relationship and then like watch her get fucked on camera? And he's like, that's different when the camera's on. You know, it's all about trust and this is business. Yeah. And uh, It's a profession. And then Jackson, or not Jackson, uh, RJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, RJ's all like, yeah, baby, it's just a movie. And so she keeps probing a little more. Like, okay, so it's just a movie. I want to see it in the movie. And then he goes, no. no. Uh, I, I'm gonna pu- I'm gonna put this out there, fellas. If you want an open relationship, ladies, that's great. Uh, but don't preach like it's all that great. And then when you're asked for it, these are things that you should talk about up front and be open about. Because <laughs> he backed himself into a corner, and Wayne even points that out. He's like, no, now she's just gonna do it if you tell her no. <laughs> So you might as well like turn the camera on, have a little bit of fun with it. So I I kind of felt bad for RJ because I would also be upset. I, I, but would, I would also be upset. I would not have 
been in that situation to begin with. I, I probably would have said something like, yeah, it's different for them. This is the dynamics of their relationship. But he wasn't thinking. He was just trying to prove that, oh, no, baby, it's okay if I make this porno. Please don't leave me. And then he stand, him standing there in the shower crying was probably the most powerful scene in this movie. I was actually thinking at that point, is he going to go crazy? Is he going to start killing people? I think that that might have been like this. I don't know if I want to say smarter, but I think that would have been way more unexpected. Yeah. Because they kind of set up these old people to do it. But I would have, if he would have gotten cucked. And his response would have been to murder everybody. I think this might have been the greatest horror film ever made. What what I think could have been good is if he just he kills Lorraine, mm-hmm. and then the old people kill him, and then that sets off everybody else getting killed. That would have been fine, yeah. But yeah, that was... Uh, Instead, it's just a horny old grandma. I was not expecting uh, the cucking. Uh, how did you feel uh, after they killed a few people, and... Uh, uh, Pearl sitting in bed, right? And she's like, oh, I, I just want you to make love to me. And the old guy's like, what about my heart? What if it can't take it? And she leans in and she's like, it can't. <laughs> I could see him cringing and whinging next to me in the theater. So, <laughs> And then we get to see the old people fuck. And Maxine's under the bed and the bed's just bouncing. So yeah, I, I wouldn't say that old people porn is a particular turn off of mine but it's certainly not a particular turn on but i would actually say i wish they would have went further like i i uh, kind of see, see some like old lady titties and i just kind of wanted the payoffs to be a little bit more extreme i i think for me personally when it comes to horror movies i like one of two things one is they put a lot of creative restrictions on themselves and then have to build within those restrictions, kind of, you know, kind of like a, a Star Wars approach to it, like the original yeah, Star yeah. Wars. Um, or just be as batshit crazy as possible. I, I would have liked to see the uh, old man finish and see what his cum looks like. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I kind of would have wanted, like, maybe, er, like, the scene where she gets in bed with Maxine. What if Maxine just went for it? <laughs> and then what if the husband joined in? Like... Pearl sitting there going, "Don't come inside me. I'm not. I'm not on birth control." <laughs> You're welcome for that. That's a freebie. That's a, I I would just want something absolutely off the wall. That's the kind of horror movie we're gonna make. Yeah. Um. But we're, we're just gonna make a porno. There were some. Some of the deaths were cool. Like my favorite deaths were. Um, Probably Pearl, like her, her getting backed over by the truck. She shoots the shotgun. It throws her through her door. <laughs> that was breaks the best. Her, breaks her hip. Okay, so I'm a huge Simpsons fan, and one of my favorite running jokes in The Simpsons is that Mr. Burns has no body mass. There's like, it's something they do all the time. Like he's the he's a he owns a baseball team, and he's like coaching them. He's like, you don't know how to bunt. Let me show you how to bunt. And he goes and he holds the bat to bunt the ball, and the ball hits the bat and sends him flying backwards. <laughs> so like that kind of humor just like tickles my fancy so much. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when she shot that shotgun and went flying through the screen door, and that was so great. I like that the old guy just died of a heart attack. He told her. Yeah. He told her, my heart can't take it. He said it several times. And uh, she doesn't listen. Maxine got a revolver out of her car. And it, it, 
Wayne even mentioned that it's not loaded. It's not loaded, yeah. He, granted, she wasn't there when he said that, but... And I was like, and I saw her with a revolver. I'm like, I wonder if he was telling the truth about that. Uh, as a gun owner, let me tell you, don't keep an unloaded firearm if your intention is for self-defense. Because <laughs> people are just going to shoot at you when they see it. So, and not to get into like the whole gun thing uh, too much, but that... You know, a discussion that I've always had with people, uh, I, I have a gun for self-defense in case somebody breaks into my house in the middle of the night. I'm, and I've always said, like, what are the odds that you're going to wake up, be cognizant of what's going on, get to your gun, load your gun, and then be able to success, like... That's why it's already loaded. It's yeah. ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm either an advocate for that either. I, we're not going to get into all that. Okay, um, so moving on, uh, Kings and Coons... Oh my god, are you Stephen King? No, I'm Dean Koontz. Oh. King for me uh, would be probably the cinematography and, and also the music and the acting. Just even though, like, these are a lot of, like, not well known actors, I think overall the cast was just pretty good. Aye. Uh king for me is the cucking <laughs> everything about that scene it's lead up it's payoff i i loved the cucking uh Kuntz, yeah i thought the first half was kind of boring but i would have forgiven that if the second half would have been a little more extreme with its payoffs so i guess i just wanted uh the second half to be a little more balls to the walls i i also kind of agree with that that it set itself up to be Oh, we're gonna do whatever we want in this movie, mm -hmm. and then the kills are actually kind of tame. Yeah, I think uh, RJ's was the most violent, where she like stabs and him in the she, neck, and then all just, she does is stab him, and yeah. then she keeps stabbing the neck over and over again until the head's pretty much decapitated. So let's just run them down real quick. So Maxine lives. Bobby Lynn gets eaten by an alligator, but you don't really see anything. Yeah, it grabs her, and it does the twist thing, and you see the water filling yeah, with the blood. death roll. But I mean. Lorraine gets a shotgun blast to the face, but you see it from behind and at a distance. When you see it close up when they drag the body in that and she coughs, cool. it yeah. causes the heart attack. That was cool. Uh, Wayne gets an, a, a nail to the eyeball. Yeah. Jackson gets a shotgun blast to the chest. and His it, was the most tame death. Yeah, he just falls over. Oorah. And then RJ gets stabbed. But yeah. I mean, it, They were all just kind of tame. I think I would have been a lot more on board if they just kind of, you know put the pedal to the metal a little bit more. Uh, but maybe I'm also just a total degenerate. Um, I know that I said I hated it. You might want to watch the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because it really is just, hey, what crazy kill can we do for two hours? I'm fine with that. Like that's, yeah. I'm all about that. There, there, there's literally a bus scene where he steps onto the bus with a chainsaw and everyone on that bus gets chainsawed to death. That sounds great. <laughs> I like that you pulled up that picture again. I'm going to get our <laughs> lists because it's time to do rankings. Going to film and TV. Yeah. Okay, so uh, my film and TV list is The Mist 2007, The Mist 2017, The Stand 2020, Stand 1994, Batman Gotham by Gaslight and Phantoms Years is The Mist 2007, Mist 2017, Batman Gotham by Gaslight. The Stand 1994, The Stand 2020, Phantoms 1998. I am going to put this... Wait a minute, am I first? 
No, you're first. Okay, where are you putting this? Alrighty, let's see here. Now, this one's kind of tough. It's tough for me. I'm probably going to go ahead and I'm going to put this above Gotham by Gaslight. This is my number three right now. Okay, so you have that Under the Mist film and above Bo Batman, Gotham by Gaslight, and the Mist TV. Yeah. I'm going to put it third from the bottom. It's definitely better than Phantoms. <laughs> but what isn't? <laughs> I want us to find something we hate more than Phantoms. I'm sure we will eventually. It's probably going to be something directed by Kevin Smith. <laughs> Let's watch Tusk. No. Um, so it's above Phantoms and Batman Gotham by Guess. Like, oh, I'm, now I'm not getting back into that again. Okay. Um, so, and then above it is The Stand, The Stand, The Mist, and The Mist. Okay. Yep. So that's the list. Cool. <laughs> All right, so uh, our homework was if you had a scene in The Farmer's Daughter, what would your scene be? Okay, so I, 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 I have two. Sure. <laughs> sure you do. The first one's going to involve cucking. Cause I sure it does. <laughs> I, I, would, I would just want Church Mouse to sit there and tell me how inadequate I am next to this big, beautiful black man. The whole t I was expecting them to do something like that in the movie. So that's, they didn't go far enough. Your, your dick's way too small. <laughs> they should have went farther with all of this stuff. You can use the cleaning towel. <laughs> and uh, uh, the the second one is I would uh, want to be completely fucked by this big black man <laughs> while feeling how hard Wayne is. Okay, that's fine. That's cool. Okay, so here's mine. Um, so it's going to continue off of the scene in the barn. Okay. Where uh, Maxine is fucking Jackson. She has him down on, on the uh, bales of hay. So the other girl, Bobby Lynn, she is going to be watching them from the stall over. Okay. And she's going to be jealous. She's like, I fucked him first. He's man. He's my man totally pissed so she starts walking out and then she sees me dressed in a cow suit in a stall and well, i'm a bull in a bull suit you're <laughs> a steer yeah no you know what a steer the difference is between a steer and a bull no clue dude. steers have no testicles they okay. cut the testicles off oh yeah that's hot cucking no okay so i'm a bull not a steer and I'm in I'm in the, the stall, and she he comes up behind me, and she decides she's gonna uh, get fucked by this bull and take out all this aggression. So she gets underneath me, and she starts playing with my bull dick, but it doesn't get hard because I'm a bull. I don't I don't want to fuck this woman. So she decides she's gonna fuck me instead, and she pulls out this giant strap on and just fucks me the bull from behind, like pegs the shit out of me. I, I like that you and I came up with cuck porn and furry porn <laughs> respectively. <laughs> as, as, as what our scenes would be. But it ends with me trampling her to death. We, we, uh, we have some of the most degenerate tags here at the Horror of Babylon. Yep, for sure. Okay, and then uh, our question for the audience. <clears throat> Listeners, reach out to us on social media. Let us know what you think. Would you have kicked Pearl out of bed, or would you have went for it? I don't know. It's been a while, man. I could go for it right now. 
<laughs> and then for further reading, Daniel, can you you give us some recommendations? You said at uh, blah blah blah, the House of the Devil and oh, House of the Devil. Uh, it's either Sacrament or the Sacrament. I can't remember which. They're both very good Ty West films. Anything with his name is probably going to give you a vibe similar to this. Um, if for some god awful reason you have never seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, go see the the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'd even say watch the remake. The two I like the two thousand three one. It was fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, the, it, it's not like the thing in terms of level of remakes, but it's acceptable. It also reminded me of a horror movie I saw when I was a kid, and I haven't seen since. Okay. I'm just looking it up real quick. Okay, American Gothic, 1987. You know, I saw, I didn't, I've never seen this movie, but I always saw the, like, VHS sitting up in the, the rental store. Yeah, I, I rented it when I was a kid, and it's, I haven't seen it since maybe I was, like, nine or ten. But I re- what I remember of it, it's about a group of teenagers yeah. who go who go like camping and they get killed by this old couple who lives in the woods. You'd probably also enjoy any of the uh, slashers that don't take themselves too seriously, uh, like the later Nightmare on Elm Streets, Friday the Thirteenth, when they start getting a little bit more silly. I think this is kind of in the cabin in the woods ballpark. Too. Oh, Cabin in the Woods, definitely. I think Cabin in the Woods is way better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we'll have to do a Cabin in the Woods episode sometime. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. But I want to, like, do it with a third person who's never seen it. you got to do it. we got to find someone who hasn't seen it. So that, the way that happened, that movie, like, I remember Chad saw it, and he was like, oh, my God, i got to show this to somebody else. So he got me, and we went and saw it, and I was like, oh, my God, Daniel has to see this. So... We got you, and the three of us went. It was my second time, Chad's third time. Wow. Yeah, like, that movie's so great. Okay, so upcoming on The Horror of Babylon, this Sunday, April 10th, we are going to be releasing our episode on the film version of Gotham by Gaslight. Uh, yes, we might have just spoiled our rankings for it a little earlier, but that's okay. Next week, April 17th, is our next book episode where we will be talking about Stephen King's masterpiece classic, Firestarter. The following week, April 24th, we are going to be covering the first film adaptation from 1984, Firestarter, with Drew Barrymore. And then on May 1st, Sunday, we are finally starting It. We're going to be covering that book in five episodes. First one we're going to cover will be book one and the first interlude, which covers the first three chapters in the first interlude. Following week, May 8th, we're going to be covering Firestarter 2 Rekindled. It's a two-episode miniseries. We have lots to say. May 15th, It Book 2. May 22nd, Firestarter 2022, the new film. And then the last Sunday in May, we're going to be covering It Book 3 in the third interlude. Lots to look forward to. Yeah, lots of it. Yeah, lots of it. We're going to spend a lot of time on it. Lots of time. Um, but we're Can gonna... someone say best sex scenes? Uh, or worst. <laughs> you think uh, when Patrick jerks off Henry in the garbage dump, that's the best sex scene? It's pretty similar to the first time I learned what masturbation was. So. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for listening, and stay scary. Stay scary. Well, that was horrendous. I would tell you boys good job, but the dryness of my sarcasm would likely evaporate all the moisture in both your bodies. 
Anyway, if you want to hear more of this try please subscribe to their YouTube channel by searching for The Horror of Babylon. You can follow them on Twitter at HorrorPod69. The Facebook page is under The Horror of Babylon. And on Instagram these fools are The Horror of Babylon one word. Reach their assuredly empty inbox at thehorrorofbabylonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also request their Discord server link via any other channel. And finally, if you are foolish enough to support this abomination financially, search for The Horror of Babylon on patreon.com. And God save your soul if you do.